everybody. Welcome to The Cinema Presents Made in the 90s. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with Dylan Shore. We're going to talk some Christmas movies because it's that time of year. And starting us off, I think it's a classic. Jingle All the Way. Dylan, what's Jingle All the Way? Jingle All the Way is a, just it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie. What else do you need to know? <laughs> it's everything that makes it pure cinema. Peak cinema. <laughs> we'll discuss all of this and more. Have you seen anything else you want to talk about before we get into Jingle All the Way? Yes, I have actually. I've watched a couple good ones here. Um, I watched this new Amazon original movie called Uncle Frank with uh, Paul Bettany and the um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, the redhead girl that plays Beverly in Chapter One of It. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, man, I'm blanking on her name. She is so, so good in this movie. Yeah, it's she's incredible. really good in everything she's in. She's really good in Chapter 1 of It. She's also good in that uh, that, that Netflix series that she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's real yeah. talented. It... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, and Steve Zahn's in it. Steven Root's in it. Uh, highly, highly recommend Uncle Frank. It's so sweet and like oh god it just like touched my heart it was really good steve zahn has two words in this movie at the end that brought me to fucking tears wow okay i mean you've named two of my favorite steves slash stevens (laughs) um i think steven root doesn't get enough credit um he's certainly good in this and it's a smaller role for him in this but he's good right on and obviously i adore steve zahn the way that he deserves to be adored and i think people you know are coming around on him or he has the following that he he deserves he's certainly not everything he is one of the best of all time that sounds like a great cast and i love a a sweet little movie and those are all I won't give away much of the plot because, like, truly, once you start watching it, you're going to be like, oh, I, I, I see where this is going. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do this. Right on. All right, cool. Looking forward to it. That sounds like a total Dylan movie. <laughs> uh, and then I watched a movie kind of in the similar vein of it, but more of a Christmas film uh, called Happiest Season with uh, Kristen Stewart, um, Dan Levy, um i'm blanking on the main girl's name um she was in tully with um uh charlie Theron. yeah i'm blanking on her name bummer um but that was also very sweet super cheesy but it's written and directed by clea duvall so oh okay yeah. yeah support clea duvall in any meanings necessary was it mackenzie davis yes mackenzie davis thank you Right and then on. the co-writer with Clea Duvall is also in the movie as a sister, and she is hilarious. She's of uh, UCB fame. Um, and I'm blanking on her name, too. I, she did, like, ASCAT and... Uh, <laughs> Amy Poehler. No, obviously, that would be the big one. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to get that name. It is Mary Holland. That's her name. She's oh, in uh, okay. Interesting. Queen of Grass and uh, yeah, yeah. 
So that movie was great. And then I have one that you must watch. If you have not heard of it, you need to stop this podcast right now and watch the trailer. And okay. Eating. Are you ready? <laughs> there is a movie called Fat Man. Have you heard of this? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Kyle, you're going to love it. It, it, the trailer is definitely funnier than the movie itself, but the movie is so original, you have to see it. Mel Gibson plays Santa Claus, and he's not fat. He's a well-built, muscled man who That's has to easy. deal with a lot of shit. Okay, and Walt, do we have uh, the trailer here. Should we do a live cast of the trailer and see how Yeah, why not? Do it. Do it. Okay, so everybody get ready to skip some ads. Because that's how this thing works. So it's a rated R movie. I'm enticed. That's good news. We got we got an intense cabin. It might be Rocky. Maybe it's time I retired. He's talking to a nurse, Walking out into the winter sky. What I don't know, according to the title over, is that there's army trucks coming in. It's a small town. Yep. This is a, a action thriller, right? I'm gonna stop it here because I don't want to see what else happens. I just assume that Mel Gibson murders everybody. Uh, you he does do some of this, uh, but uh, he, it's a dark comedy action type of movie but the it's not like directly like a dark comedy like how bad santa there's like so many funny lines one after the other this one it's it's not that funny but it's so original and it's bloody and the acting is top notch that I highly recommend it. And Walton Goggins is so good in it. Oh, buddy, you sold me. I'm glad I paused the trailer before I found out Walton Goggins is in this movie. That's fucking awesome. I'm I'm not even going to tell you why he's in this movie because as soon as it comes in, you're going to be like, oh my God, where is this movie going? I'm all in. I assume he's a demented elf creature that's there to know. Hmm. No. Okay. Let me tell you one thing. No, just to no. Don't tell up. me a single fucking thing about this movie. <laughs> I swear to God, if you do, I will actually end this meeting. Okay. Watch Fat Man. Yeah, I'm going to have to because that's insanity right there. Uh, and then I just uh, watched a movie with my parents over Thanksgiving called Kelly's Heroes. 70s film with Clint Eastwood, okay. Donald Sutherland. Uh, Don Rickles and Harry Dean Stanton, but he doesn't go by Harry Dean Stanton. He goes by just Dean Stanton. Huh. That was interesting. I I do love a Harry Dean Stanton uh, pop up. I am having a hard time imagining what the fuck Don Rickles is doing in this movie. He's a fucking soldier. Like it, it's def- the, this movie's got comedy to it, but it's also like an action war movie about these guys trying to get some gold. All right. Yeah. Okay. Donald, like, it's kind of, the movie's a joke in itself because it's during World War II and Donald Sutherland is a hippie. Like, he's, he's always talking like, yeah, man, all right, okay, baby, you don't even know. (laughs) Super weird. Yeah. You gotta love 70s movies for being willing to do just any fucking thing. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sounds like, at first pass, it sounds like a total dad movie, but the more you describe it, the more I'm like, ah, this sounds weird. I kind of want to watch it. Oh, definitely. It's worth a watch. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Kelly's Heroes. All right, I'll give it a go. Yeah, that's about it for me. How about you? All right, I got a couple I can run down. Oh, man, just chalk it up to a solid rewatch game night. Oh, yes. That's I a fun like, Dude, I like that movie a lot. I, I'm not going to say anything new here, but Jesse Plemons is so funny. I was, I was just about to say that. I think Jesse Plemons is so funny in that movie. Him and that <laughs> little dog. <laughs> the dog and the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the delivery of every single line of very measured in a way that makes you concerned he's slow yes yes <laughs> but he's uh, not he's no, very no. observant and part of the big twist of the whole movie <laughs> right no he's clearly not slow he's uh in charge of so much of what's happening um also the bit about glass tables not breaking breaking it's so good that is a really funny running joke yes make me laugh every goddamn time because <laughs> like they, their bodies hit the table super hard and that it just boom. <laughs> dude the only thing here's the deal with the movie that i have a problem with it, and it's only a slight nitpick, but the casting of Bateman and Rachel McAdams is a little weird because I think they're it both. Is, but I think they're great together. They're great together and they're great in this. So like, I will watch it again and again and again. Yeah. But when you actually pay attention to the script and you're like, wait, they're supposed to be, wait. And well, how does this group, wait. Uh-huh. Uh, this was clearly written for somebody else, you know? Yeah, I bet it was. It had to have been. I like it's maybe a little reductive or easy to say it's it was probably a Seth Rogen vehicle, but it it feels like it's meant for a a younger lead. But as it stands, I really like uh, where it's at, and I actually think having the their age lends a little extra fun to the fun and games you know what i mean they're like stepping out they're older couple that like is truly obsessed with game night <laughs> right and that they've been so obsessed with game night for so long that they'll that it has warped their reality to a point that they can buy into this as being the nature of events yeah. they suspend their disbelief so well because of the journey that they've been on so we suspend our disbelief going with them Anyways, I I really like that movie a lot. Had fun watching that one. What else do we got here? Um, how do you feel about the Lone Ranger? I hey, I thought people hated on that movie way too much. I get it. Like you're talking about Gore Verbinski's movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I get it. It's like one of the most expensive movies ever made, but I think that movie did what it was trying to do. It's a little long, but I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm probably one of the only few, but I truly enjoyed it. Man, that's why we do this thing together. Because I was <laughs> watching it like, why do people hate this? And I get the Johnny Depp stuff. Okay. Yeah, the, whatever. Okay. Like, 
But if we're just taking that with a grain of salt, as we seem to be doing in terms of Fat Man, like Mel Gibson is still allowed to make movies. So, Mm -hmm. okay. But it's a blast. It's one of these like movie ass movies. And it's so interested in being a show and like a fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it was like a, for me, like watching, I was like, Disney hasn't done like a spectacle like this in a while. Like they were doing it with Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. but they, uh, they got kind of dumber and dumber as they went along. Although I'd like, I'd like them all in their own different ways. But I, when I, I, I like Lone Ranger. You actually kind of convinced me. I might rewatch that here soon. I liked it a lot, man. Not a lot. I, <laughs> like, no, it's I enjoyable. Like, it's enjoyable. It's I've only enjoyable. seen it once. I liked it a lot. I liked it more than just like, oh, it was fine. I was like, oh, no, I'm responding to this. I'm enjoying a lot <laughs> of the, the cinema of it. And I don't know. It's fun storytelling. It's grand. It's, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it more than a little for sure. Right on. And then the last one that I'll talk about is uh, Real Steel. The uh, the robot boxing movie with um, Hugh, Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, that's right. I remember that also being very... It, it like I remember not liking the trailer when I saw it. I was like, eh, I don't need to see that movie. But yeah. I, I worked at a theater, so I went and saw it. And I was like, definitely kept me entertained. <laughs> it's entertaining. It's like a a movie that I wish was made in an alternate dimension because by the time it got made the sort of nature of the tech doesn't really make a lot of sense anymore and like the the way that they have to control the robots to fight is sort of nonsensical even in 2011 because it's based on a a book or a short story maybe that was written in the 50s oh really yeah and so it, 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 it just stinks of something that's been in development for 40 years, you know? Yeah. And huh. I wish that it had been made in the 80s with like Spielberg or Joe Dante or something because there's something there. It's, you know, it's got the precocious kid and the cool robots and the like hard, grizzled old fighter you know, the, the archetypes are all really fun and the there's potential in this thing. And I, I just watched it the whole way being like, I just wish this was like, yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real steel, man. Real steel. Uh, the last thing I'll mention is that we are, we're recording this on December 1st. I watched Jingle all the way today, and that's the starting point of my 25 films of Christmas. I'm going to try and watch one single Christmas movie every single day for the next entire 25 days. Perfect. I did it with horror movies for Halloween. As did I. I watched, uh, I didn't do an actual count, but the number is probably closer to 80. You know, I just, I had. Yeah, yeah. I just keep putting them on. I did the same thing. <laughs> it wasn't just one movie a day. <laughs> right. And so I can do that with horror movies. I can, you know, watch all of the Chucky movies today. Can't wait. If I have to watch <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street in the same day, I'm going to shoot myself. So, but I am going to watch one Christmas movie every day. We'll nice. see how we go. Uh, you should definitely watch Happiest Season. It's on Hulu. 
Oh yeah, it's on the list. I, you know, you're not the first person to say good things about it. It is roundly pretty popular, and uh, it's going to be tough because I have to watch Fat Man first. Yes, you have to watch. Actually, you need to watch everything I recommended. Fat Man <laughs> and Happiest Season. Fair enough. Should we talk about Jingle all the way? Uh, yeah. Let's get into it, buddy. I had the strangest feeling watching this movie that we had talked about this before. Okay. Yeah, and I can't remember how it got brought up, but you were talking about... Fuck, what was it? I think I think we were talking about you re-watching Mighty Ducks and talking about Minneapolis, and then somehow that we brought up Jingle all the way through being in Minneapolis. And you're like, I saw them film at the Mall of America, I believe. That's true. And I think that's how it got brought up. Fair enough. Um, I must have watched this movie recently, but was astounded by some of the things that (laughs) I failed to call to mind in my memory of Jingle All the Way. So I really enjoyed it today. I had a a blast with it. I always enjoyed this movie. Right on. (laughs) Good. Glad to hear it. I, there was, I, go ahead. Tell me about it. What do you, what do you think? Oh man. I think, well, first off, let's say, Arnold Schwarzenegger is what is he? He sells mattresses or clothes. What does he do? <laughs> this is our second Arnold Schwarzenegger in a row, and I realized um, <laughs> I blanked out Batman and Robin to the point that I wrote down, "Oh, this is our first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie." Can't believe we talk about Arnold, oh, dude. You just saying this is our second Arnold Schwarzenegger made me go, "What?" What is he talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh wow, that's funny. Um, yeah, so he's a not a good dad or good husband, really. And but he, he did not like get overcommitted to work, and he's a bad employee. Also, <laughs> he's, remember, you're my number one customer. He all he does is ref- he can't say no to customers and then lies to them. He just whatever. He's sucky at his job and apparently sucky at being a husband. Yes. Um, and he did not get his kid the toy that he wanted, the Turbo Man doll, even though his wife has been telling him for months that he needs to get this damn doll. Two weeks ago, she told him to go get the doll. Two weeks ago, it's only two weeks. <laughs> two weeks uh and so the next morning before the christmas parade he goes on a journey to find this sold out doll all across <laughs> minneapolis and saint paul a fair amount of the movie is actually shot in saint paul okay they, so what 15 20 minutes away no like they are one metro area essentially they're separated by a river but there are parts that, that, that shot of the SUV driving over the bridge is would he be heading into Minneapolis that way? I'd have to look at the shot again. Um, hmm. but I could tell you that that is the Nicolet Avenue bridge. Okay. Um, yeah. It, so there are parts of Minneapolis and St. Paul that are 30 seconds from each other because you just like hop on the bridge and hop off the bridge and then you're 
go and park your car and drink at the bar or whatever you're going to do. Um, so the, I like the sort of pastiche of twin cities that this movie cobbles together. It definitely feels comprehensively like home in a way that's super comforting to me. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. I hope to go to Minneapolis one day, but with you. <laughs> Dude, we should go. It'll be a blast. It's a real cool city when it's not the middle of freaking winter. The last time I was in Minneapolis was uh, 2018, I believe. And it was like, you know, negative 10 degrees when we were there. I definitely want to go and ex experience that though, but I don't want to like have to be there for a month of it. <laughs> no. Or a lifetime of it. Or, a yep. you know, one childhood was enough for me. Thank you. Boom. Um, yeah. Um, so um, I love this movie. I really do. I think there are some solid, r solid funny lines, especially from Sinbad. Sinbad gives one of the funniest performances he's ever done. <laughs> I love this Sinbad performance for a couple of reasons. Um, one is because for some reason, this Christmas movie allows him to indulge in his stand-up routine. Yeah, I'm reading right now that it says Sinbad improvised the majority of his lines. And Arnold also improvised many of his responses in the conversations to him. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Okay, I feel like, this is a hot take alert, guys, but I feel like Arnold is dialed in in this movie in a way that he's not often. He really feels reactively expressive in a way that he's not usually as an actor. His thing is kind of, you know, still robotic, I'll circle back around to this point later on, but the way that he behaves in this movie is, you know, borderline cartoonish, but exp again, expressive in a way that he's not usually. And I wonder if that comes from him actually responding to Sinbad. Uh, when you said like, it's cartoonish, it is, it's really big, but like, look how calm it is compared to Batman and Robin, which is, crazy cartoonish and nowhere near what he's doing and i love that we're trying to defend arnold schwarzenegger's acting and jingle all the way but it I, is good it is good <laughs> i think it's pretty good and it's crazy that this defense of arnold schwarzenegger's performance comes out of a defense of sinbad riffing stand-up material in a christmas movie and his stand-up material is like often referencing things like Jesse Jackson and <laughs> racial politics that are surprising in this context. Don't get me wrong, I'm on board. And the way that this movie portrays the cops as just, in, whatever, I'm going to get to that point. Does Land Sinbad real quick, though, one of my favorite things that he does is like just constantly reference old movies. Half of his dialogue is like, talking about vertigo and the wizard of oz <laughs> it's crazy man and then also i love as he's running through the crowd <laughs> towards you know the parade crowd <laughs> uh-huh i gotta read you a direct quote he says 
out of my way box. Out of my <laughs> way box and pushes the box. Yeah. <laughs> the giant present <laughs> costume. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite lines from Myron Sinbad is, I, I, yeah, it's the first time we pretty much see him and he's like, how about these stupid letters from kids to Santa at the North Pole? Dear Santa, can you send me a bike and a slicky? No, your father's been laid off. Is <laughs> uh, so so fucking funny. Oh, that was really a bomb. This is a sick world we're living in filled with sick people. Okay, I want to talk about the bomb for a second. Because <laughs> crazy, nuts. That's fucking nuts. It blows up. It blows up in a cop's hand. <laughs> like someone legit sent a bomb in the mail. <laughs> right. And then, but it's also just like a cartoon bomb. No big yes. deal. The logic of this movie is so fun to me that it's it treats everything in a weird grounded way where like Phil Hartman is definitely moving in on everybody's <laughs> life. Uh -huh. And the stakes of the movie are we got to get the toy to the kid for Christmas. And yet there's a literal bomb that blows up a bunch of cops who are only minorly harmed by it. And yep. then the climax of the movie is this, <laughs> the Turbo Man suit. Okay. Yeah, legit flying with a jet pack into people's like Christmas meals. <laughs> It's insane, right? And the the fact that the suit actually works is the only reason that Jake Lloyd survives this thing. Yeah. But it's grounded to the reality of this being a prop for a Christmas parade in Minneapolis. And crazy. I'm, listen, I'm from Minneapolis. I love me some holodazzle parade. They do not have the budget for fucking Iron Man. <laughs> it's so nuts. And I they just have the budget it. for like Gumby, right? Because <laughs> you see Gumby dancing in the street. <laughs> and they also have the budget for an insane amount of Santa Clauses, which <laughs> leads me to one of the, I don't know how I don't remember this sequence as being the main part of the movie, but Jim Belushi and backdoor oh. Santa and, oh, so good. So good. That is one of the funniest moments in a Christmas movie ever. I don't care what anyone says. The fact that there's this underground ring of dudes that are dressed up as Santas <laughs> making terrible toys. And like knockoff. Yeah. Like, knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so insane. This movie has Christmas story logic where like there's cutaways. There's another one where what is the one that Arnold has at one point? when what is oh let me see if i have it down here oh man well, uh whatever the aside from cutaways he punches the reindeer yes and, and then, then gets it drunk <laughs> <laughs> this is what i'm talking about and um in the the <laughs> <laughs> the the knockoff Santa underground warehouse yes. and the brawl breaks out. The the little Santa Claus. Do you know who that is? It's Vern Troyer. It's Vern Troyer. Let's do a quick. I want to shout out some some people who just show up in this movie because Chris Parnell is also in one scene. Crazy. And, 
So is John Rothman in one scene of this movie. Which one's John Rothman? Uh, he's, you know, he's one of those guys who are like, oh, you'll recognize him when you see him. Yep, Mark. I'm literally... Oh, yeah, he's the, uh, he's the other clerk in the store. Right. Yeah. Martin yep. Mull is the DJ when they go Oh, to yeah, the... in the radio station, yeah. He's right. Like, so I said I would have a Turbo Man doll in here. Right, say, here's yes. your gift certificate. A gift certificate. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, Phil Hartman, so many big people in this movie. Yeah, and I'm always so happy to see Phil Hartman in anything, and he's such a, a blast here. He's such a good scumbag. Oh, also, Yardley Smith is in this movie for one scene. Yardley Smith. Yeah, she's the voice of uh, Lisa Simpson. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, she's the woman outside the store? That's right. Oh. That's right. Oh, and she has the doll, right? Uh, yeah, let's just say yes and move on. Yeah, no, <laughs> and Arnold runs out and, like, sees the car, and it's got the Turbo Man doll in the back, and he's like, Lady! <laughs> i'm gonna stop trying to do arnold <laughs> okay so i gotta talk about the one of the things that would just delighted me is the reveal of turbo man being arnold right and it's a thing about this movie that i i super love and it puts it to me in the canon of great arnold movies because it, it does the thing that arnold does best which is being a live action superhero you know he's not a normal human being he is the literal like what mr olympus mr universe the titular like uh, titular but the the action hero of record for american cinema and so to treat him it's so insane that so many movies treat him like a normal person and so at the end of this movie when they're like don't worry i am your dad and he takes yeah. off his helmet which is, it's just a clear visor, so you can see you his can whole see. face. Yeah. Yes. Even but, if you were Jamie standing on the fucking side of the street, and Turbo Man's on that float, and he finally picks him, and he goes, he, Jamie! He's like, he knows my name. You can see. Are you blind? You're a kid. You have great vision. Okay. Look up. Your dad is standing right there. He's even got your dad's built. But wait. Even if for some reason you couldn't see him, <laughs> he still talks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the yeah, only nuts. person in the world. <laughs> I'm sure he's the only Austrian in Minneapolis. At, at least on that parade float that looks vaguely like your dad, you would yes. be like, wait a second, you're clearly my father. Only person with this accent I've ever encountered with the exact face of my father. Yep. <laughs> Uh, um, I would like to give another shout out to a, another person that randomly pops up at the 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 warehouse. The uh, when the cops come to raid the Santa warehouse, mm -hmm. uh, Alan Blumenfeld, yeah, uh, that uh, actor that I had the photo with from Problem Child Two, <laughs> uh, he shows up as a cop for twenty seconds. Thought that was awesome, and. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. I'm trying to find it right now. But when the guy that suits Arnold up, 
for the parade. Yeah. He's in uh, Meet the Deedles. Okay. Don't wow. know if you remember that movie. I don't remember that movie, but I had a question myself, which is who is the giant Santa? And it's the big show of wrestling fame. Yes, sir. That's pretty rad. Um, since you brought up the cops breaking in, I just need to scream and shout about how inept the police in this movie are and how delightful that is to me the whole time. Yes, they, they are really dumb. They're real, real dumb. And he shows like, them a, a, a fake plastic badge. <laughs> goes, this is the worst operation I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> I think there's a maybe greater than 50% chance that works in real life. <laughs> I, I bet something like that has happened. Oh, 100% things like that have happened. I think even today you could pull off something similar to that. I actually used to... <laughs> Um, in my glory days, you used to uh, impersonate was, a cop. No, no, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I never did that ever. And I'm, but I will tell you some crazy stories off mic. Um, one thing I will cop to on mic is I had a um, a plastic lanyard from a like a, a, a race, like a fun run. And it was sponsored by Dairy Queen, right? So it had the Dairy Queen logo prominently displayed on the front of this thing. And then just a number on the bottom of it, like 394 or whatever. And so I kept it in the glove compartment of my car and would throw it around my neck and like hop out whenever I saw something really interesting going on and grab a camera and start taking footage. And surprisingly often I could just kind of like throw this thing up and then move on. Walk in. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like putting on a yellow construction workers vest. You'll pretty much get into anywhere with that. Totally. Especially if you really want to sell that look, you got to get the metal clipboard, but not yes. the one. It's not just a clipboard. It's like a box. You know what I'm talking about? So like underneath yeah. it, you can store other documents in it. It's a thick kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah. you pop open the top and yes. Yeah. So if you got one of those, you do. You're going places. Yep, definitely. <laughs> we just gave people good <laughs> ideas there. <laughs> so those are better things than the cops in this movie ever do. But I'm just so delighted by the fact that they're they have a a float in the parade and there's like a trampoline on it and people just kind of bouncing all around it yeah uh so apparently this story is based on the 1980s shopping frenzy over the cabbage patch dolls however it ended up perfectly mimicking the tickle me elmo craze of christmas 1996 that's what was on my mind was tickle me elmo do you remember that shit of course at this same mall, actually, where they filmed that stuff, there was, uh, it must have been, a, like you said, around the exact same time, a local radio station, not KQRS, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was KDWB for my Minneapolis people. Um, they put a Tickle Me Elmo, one single Tickle Me Elmo, at like the far side of one of the giant hallways in the Mall of America. Uh-huh. Just unleashed a herd of people to go like 
King of the Hill style. First one there gets it. And motherfuckers just mauled each other and trampled each other for this Tickle Me Elmo, man. Crazy and dumb. So (laughs) dumb. It's a fucking toy. Who cares about your kid? Like, honestly, honestly, my kid doesn't, if I ever have a kid, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I love no, you. I'm going to only get wood carved dolls and bobbles. You can yeah. have a set of jacks, young child. Although I guess nowadays everything could be done through Amazon. Although shit sells out on Amazon too. I'm still waiting for my PS5. <laughs> Um, so Jingle All the Way was the, was or is, I think it it was the largest film production to ever take place in the state. Hmm. They shot for five weeks from April 15th, 1996. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. What were you doing on April 15th, 1996? (laughs) Wow. Um, I was probably in class. Makes sense. Hanging out with my friends, talking about starting a punk band. Hey. Uh, <laughs> sounds amazing. And you know you can actually buy Turbo Man dolls? No, but that's awesome. Can I buy a Turbo Man suit with a fucking jetpack in it? You'd be better just to make it yourself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would be better, actually. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, you can go on eBay. They they were hoping this movie was going to be big. Oh, and yeah, they're clearly was. looking to launch the... It ends with a classic, like, here comes the sequel. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually did do a sequel. It's like 20... It's Larry the Cable Guy. Is that right? I haven't seen it. It's much, much later. It's like 2014 or something. It's crazy. Yeah, I just saw the photo when I was typing in Jingle All the Way and it popped up with Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> it looks like it was maybe a direct-to-video kind of experience. Yeah, it it, he did a couple of those that same year. They, they were sequels to other movies. Like, he did Jingle All the Way 2. He did, like, Tooth Fairy 2. He did, oh. he did some random ones, man. I did watch a scene of the Tooth Fairy one. And holy shit, the scene I picked made me laugh so hard. Not like in a good way. <laughs> it was, he, he turns into the tooth fairy and for some reason he says, oh no, I'm a chicken. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is going on right now? Turning this off. <laughs> it's the type of thing that I would like hate watch so that i could find the answer to why he believes he's a chicken knowing there's no answer there yep Uh, there's also like when i hit play on that scene the first line i heard was an adr line and the image was a piece of paper and the adr line was it's a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for that so speaking of Jingle All the Way, number one, uh, I'm wrapping up. I only have a few things left. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. It bears saying out loud that Jake Lloyd is bad at acting, even for a child. Poor kid. I mean, he's... Oh, I'll say I prefer him in this movie than Star Wars. 
Well, there's less weight on his shoulders here. He doesn't have to be Anakin Skywalker. You know, he can just be any fucking kid. But even, and that would be fine. Like, this movie would be perfectly serviceable with literally any kid. But the thing that kids can do really well is convey excitement. And he delivers the lines of like, Wow, it's cool that you're my dad. You're you're trooper yeah. man, and it's that's great. Dad, love it's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Anytime he tries to like quote the Turbo Man show, it's just like always do something better than what your friends would do. Just like that's, kid, calm down. That's Curtis Armstrong, by the way, the pink animal man that gives advice through the movie or uh, oh, sure. the show. Nobody likes you, Booster. <laughs> Booster, that's right. And they, they dislike Booster so much that after Sinbad knocks him to the ground, a group of children start come over and beating him. <laughs> that's funny. I love it so much. Uh, here's another random piece of trivia that, well, I'm actually kind of surprised. Okay, what the do you got? The parade at the end is not shot in Minneapolis. It was in St. Paul, I'm telling you. No, it's not even, it's not shot anywhere in the state. Oh, fuck off. I hate this movie now and refuse to watch it ever again. Yep, it was shot on the Universal backlot <laughs> in the middle of May. That's why it's so sunny. That will happen. Yeah. <laughs> that so, will yeah. happen. Uh, the last thing that I have here is the, the intro where we're watching the show, the Turbo Man show. I uh -huh. would watch that movie. It looked just like Power Rangers in a way. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly it was, it's up here. the time for sure. <laughs> you get me, dude. No, it, it reminds me of Power Rangers in a way that I totally, totally love. Because um, I'm right in the wheelhouse for that shit. So the plasticky costumes and, you know, explosion plates are for me for you not me just too. me anyone can enjoy them but i am particularly predisposed yes and there is a clip at the end of the credits did you oh, see I didn't it stick around no yes uh it's um uh because ted put the star up on the tree and the wife's like, right. oh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Arnold wants to do that. And the ending credit is him putting the thing on the tree. He went through today for Jamie. really shows how much you love him. She's really sweet. And She's like, oh. If you're willing to go through all of that for him, just for a present, what you do? well, that makes me wonder. What? What did you get me? Nothing. <laughs> Okay. That's I the last that, And I'm really excited for the sequel where we watch Arnold get like a, a, a Valentine's Day present or an anniversary present. And it's called like Valentine's All the Way or Anniversary All the Way. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What could it be? It would be movies. I think Anniversary All the Way would be a good one. It's got a good ring, right? Yep. Anniversary All the Way. Here's the thing though is that Valentine's All the Way. Oh, it's Valentine's Day all the way, obviously. Yes, Valentine's it's got Day right. all the way 
has the inborn, the baked in holiday fun. You know what I mean? True. We can we can do all the the fun and games ready right there. That's true. I like Valentine's Day all the way. I think that's our go-to sequel. <laughs> Anniversary all the way is the third in the. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the trilogy ender, right? Yep. Absolutely. All right, well, we got work to do. Until next time, guys. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was a blast, man. I'm glad you liked that one. I really, I liked it. I liked it way more than I was expecting to, and I was expecting to like it. Oh, man, I, I wa- that is one that I watch every year. It's, <laughs> it's a staple of my childhood. I have to watch it. It was a staple of my childhood. It's one that I've, I've put on kind of every so often. And it's like, how did I, how do I not watch it every year? You know? Yeah. So it's worthy. Well, from now on, I, I'm, I'll watch it one more time this Christmas, man. That movie. <laughs>